Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill, the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. It's great to have you here with me for a Friday, September 22nd, 2023. This is edition number 164 of season 8. We're still looking at the Westminster Confession of Faith. Today we're in chapter 29, paragraph 5, as we continue looking at matters related to the Lord's Supper. Let's pray first and then we'll consider paragraph Number five, Father, as we come to your word again, we come asking that you would give us grace and help and strength, that you would teach us by your spirit, and that we would hear your word, and then we would seek to do what we hear. We pray that you would use this material to further our understanding of this important sacrament, and may we learn it in a means, in a way that we then employ and do that which you tell us. Forgive us for the ways in which we transgress your laws. May you help us to walk according to your ways. We pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, we come now to paragraph number five, which reads, The outward elements in this sacrament, duly set apart to the uses ordained by Christ, have such relation to him crucified as that truly, yet sacramentally only, they are sometimes called by the name of the things they represent, to wit, the body and blood of Christ. Albeit in substance and nature, they still remain truly and only bread and wine as they were before. Now, I've mentioned this already, and I've uh, I, and, and I indeed have touched upon this already, that uh, when the words of institution are given and the minister um, sets the elements apart from their common use to a holy use, in paragraph number three, we are by no means changing the substance of the bread or the wine. It still remains bread and it still remains wine. However, uh, here the Westminster divines are basically giving us, um, as Dr. Van Dixhorn calls it, a reader's guide uh, to the sacraments. Now you might wonder, well, what what does that mean? Well, he says here on page 393 of his commentary, Confessing the Faith, he says, it is designed to explain the vivid language used in Scripture to describe the Lord's Supper. The outward elements in this sacrament, the bread and the wine, when duly set apart to the uses ordained by Christ, have such a close relation to him crucified that they sometimes they are sometimes called by the name of the things they represent. Now, let me give, give you an example of this. Uh, Matthew chapter 26. Uh, Matthew chapter 26 and verse 26, this is the institution of the Lord's Supper. This is the, uh, Matthew's account of it. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And then he says in verse 27, he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood. Now, there's been some confusion within, the, uh, within historic Christianity uh, as to these statements. Is this literally the body of Christ? And is this literally his blood? Or is there such close association between the body and the, uh, the bread and the, and the wine that they are, because of their strong connection between what they represent, are they often called that which they represent. Is that, in fact, what Jesus is doing here? Dr. Van Dixorn, again, commenting on this, these very verses, he says, the Westminster Assembly's observation here is that Jesus did not say that the bread was like his body. He did not say that the wine was like his blood. He effectively 
and shockingly told his disciples to eat his body and drink his blood. The Westminster Assembly's conclusion here is that what Jesus spoke, he spoke truly. That is to say, there is nothing inappropriate or problematic about this kind of talk. It is just as acceptable for us to use this language today as it was for Jesus to use that language himself. He substituted the reality for the symbol instead of the symbol for the reality, and so can we. Now, to give just a little bit of pushback against Dr. Van Dixorn with, with all due respect, of course, I refrain from doing that at the administration of the Lord's Supper for fear that I may confuse the members of the church. And so I'm very careful to make sure that, uh, that these items on the table, the bread and the wine, are symbols of that which is the body and blood of Christ. I don't use or employ this language, although it would be perfectly acceptable for me to do that, only for fear that I do not confuse further those who may uh, not have a good understanding of this particular paragraph in chapter 29. So I think that's just a pastoral reason, although it would be completely acceptable. Dr. Van Dixorn goes on to say, Evidently, Jesus spoke this way because his sacrament and his sacrifice are so closely related because the symbol chosen by Christ is so perfectly suited to represent himself. Nonetheless, Christ's statement made by a sa- made by a Savior of flesh and blood was true in a sacramental sense only. And that's exactly what the end of this particular paragraph is pointing to. That is to say, the bread is truly a symbol of Christ's flesh and substance in nature. The bread is bread and the wine is wine. And so we do set it apart, of course, for a holy use. But as we do that, we are not changing or even asking for it to be changed into the actual item of which they represent. But because there is such a close relationship between the symbol and the thing it signifies, it is not improper, although I do not do this, it is not improper for, to use the very words uh, that Christ used, uh, take, eat, this is my body, take, drink, this is my blood. It would not be wrong. However, I don't do that, as I've mentioned, for fear that I might further confuse people who do not have a good grasp of chapter 29 and paragraph 5. So just in summary, it's important to see that here the Westminster Assembly, the the divines at Westminster are simply demonstrating the very close relationship between the sacrament and the thing it signifies. And of course it does. There is an extremely close relationship, but not so much so that the elements themselves actually are or become that which um, they represent. And so we need to keep that division, but we, not, we ought not separate it so far that it divorces any meaning whatsoever. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Monday edition, when we consider paragraph number 6 of chapter 29, may the Lord bless you today and you strive to serve him in all that he commands you. God bless.